Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1088, air date July 29th, 2022. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Idre. We have a... Um, a special interview uh, for you with uh, the head of the uh, uh, Dutch Farmers Defense Force. And we also have one of our warrior scholars, Jeffrey Biliato, on. So today we're going to give everyone, and this will be available obviously on all platforms, um, but for Mark, uh, uh, who's out in uh, Holland and Jeffrey, it's late. So we wanted to get do about a 30-minute interview. But we want to talk about is why, why are the Dutch farmers protesting? And what's actually going on there? So um, the title of today's talk is, you know, why are Dutch farmers protesting? We're doing a live interview with Mark from the Dutch Farmers Defense Force. And um, just to let everyone know where is, and we'll come back to our movement here. Everyone knows if you want to learn more about our movement for truth, freedom, and health, go to vashiva.com. And there's a video there that you can run, and I'll run it uh, towards the end. Uh, and you can support this movement, which is really to educate people on taking a systems approach to understand the links between freedom, truth, and health. And what's going on in Holland uh, is a is a wonderful uh, way to understand this. And all of you are welcome to come every Thursdays at 11 a.m. or 8 p.m. to our orientation to learn more about the movement. Now, where is the Netherlands? Okay. Um, the Dutch people are from the Netherlands. I know most of the schools don't teach geography anymore. So it's important to understand where is the Netherlands. So here's, you know, the United States. Um, here's Europe. And right here um, is the Netherlands. And you can see the Netherlands is surrounded by Belgium in the south uh, and sort of Luxembourg also to the south. But Germany um, to the uh, east here. Okay. So this is the area that we're talking about. Um, Netherlands is actually part of um, NATO. N Netherlands, uh, Luxembourg were the founding members within NATO. So that's just to give you a quick background. So without delay, let's just go um, right to, let's go to um, Mark Vanden Over, who's a president of the uh, Farmers Defense Force, which has really been leading the uh, Dutch farmers uh, protesting. And uh, Jeffrey Biliato, who's one of our warrior scholars. Jeffrey, I want you to basically tell us how you met Mark. Go ahead, Jeffrey, and then if you can take about one minute and then we'll go right to Mark. Go ahead, Jeffrey. Okay, during the, the four days march in uh, Nijmegen, I, I went looking for Mark. So it took me three days to, to, to find Mark. So uh, on, the, on the last day, I've, I, I met Mark and uh, yeah, uh, I told him about uh, the movement and about the interview, like uh, like to be interviewed. So uh, he was willing to yeah work to to do, yeah to get interviewed. Right. So I think uh, Jeffrey, you said you had to take a bus, a train, and then you had to walk, right, to find. Mark. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it took me like uh, walking around in Nijmegen. And I, I met, uh, yeah, I couldn't find Mark. So yeah, I, I met a, a professor. So I, I gave him uh, a flyer. So. Can you show the flyer, Jeffrey? Yeah. Like, you, you, you took one of our flyers and you did yeah. it in, in uh, I think you, you, didn't you also do it in? Uh, in Dutch, uh, yeah. It was in Dutch. Can you show it to everyone? So Jeffrey took one of our Beyond Left and Right flyers uh, yeah. right there. Hold it still. Just hold it still because so the camera gets it. And then you translated it into Dutch, right? Dutch. Yeah. Show so. the Dutch version. There. All right. Great. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, and then I met Mark, and uh, yeah, it was like it was a good day, and uh, Mark was like giving out uh, cheese and milk and food. I got milk from Mark, and uh, yeah, it was it was like it was foods and drinks, and uh, yeah, and people were walking by and uh, getting uh, yeah, right. foods and drinks. So let's go to Mark. So Mark, what we want to do is if you can educate people. Um, Mark, on what's been so if you can give us a little bit of history of the Netherlands relative to agriculture, uh, the main statistic I know is that the Netherlands, uh, you need to unmute yourself, Mark. Oops, there you go. 
Um, yeah. If you can give us sort of the agriculture history of Netherlands, I know Netherlands is the number two exporter next to the United States of agricultural goods. And then if you can talk about what's been going on, the media has essentially been trying to black this out and try to say this is something recent, but this has been going on for a long time, right? So go ahead, Mark. Yeah, history of uh, agriculture in Holland. Uh, we have a long history with it, but um, it, it really started uh, being the biggest exporter after the Second World War. Because uh, our country was uh, devastated and uh, something needs to be done because in 1944, everybody was really hungry in 1945. So uh, there was um, a common sense that we never, never wanted to be hungry again. So then uh, came um, the Americans in combination with uh, a Dutch professor and they uh, find out the, the Marshall Plan. And with the Marshall Plan, they uh, give a little credits to farmers uh, to to, high, uh, to higher the production. So new techniques and uh, bigger scale. And so after a while, they uh, really um, yeah did a little uh, new landscaping in in our country, and uh, they created uh, new lands in the sea, and uh, they uh, make. Uh, walls around it and pump out the water and then created new grounds. They, the grounds uh, turned out to be really fertile. The, the, it was the soil of the sea, but it was really fertile. So after 10 years of, of drying, this uh, ground is uh, the, the best ground maybe even in the world. Wow. And uh, in the meantime, also, they um, uh, collected small uh, pieces of land, put them together, and uh, traded everybody for everybody, so the land uh, scale gets bigger. So we could start working with uh, machines, because it was also the time of industrialization, and the first tractors were coming, because first was everything with, uh, with horses and, and stuff. This were, uh, turned out so well, uh, that production increased uh, rapidly. And there was also a really booming economy with 10% a year. So also uh, people uh, were uh, uh, consuming a lot more. So this everything pushed really much agricultural economy. Now, what year was that, Mark? Yeah, around uh, 1960. So prior to 1960, Holland wasn't producing, wasn't really so, big agriculture. So all of this was created through engineering right they pumped out right. okay got it right and then they discovered uh, in the north of holland they uh, discovered a lot of uh, gas was under the ground and uh, with this gas um, of course they were selling it to everybody in europe and made a lot of money with it but also we started with the greenhouses to uh, that we could grow uh, exotic products like flowers or cucumbers or tomatoes stuff like that and we more and more specialize with this, but uh, with this you get a lot of production of a small uh, area. So like with uh, tomatoes, you produce around a 1 million kilo a hectare. So uh, this made also a lot of uh, the export booming because we were so highly productive. It was also because of that. Uh, this, go, this go on for like uh, 20, 30 years. Uh, but then uh, also livestock increased uh, more and more. But uh, then we started to walk uh, to uh, borders because there was uh, a lot of manure and there was too many cattle and sometimes disease broke out. And then also politics started to change and uh, they wanted to, uh, to stop growing uh, at least with animals. And, and this uh, go on and on, but this politics changed and changed more and more. And, and uh, from the idea from never getting hungry again, they started to think like we have enough food forever and it's never going to stop again anymore. So they wanted less and less uh, food that, that we produce. So uh, that's more or less uh, how it's going. And, and then they find out. What year was that, Mark? Yeah, it's in, in the 1990s, it started. So, so basically um, from 19, uh, after the Marshall Plan, uh, 
Holland or the Netherlands started really booming farming. So they explosively grew between 1960 to 1990. The livestock were producing manure. So the government said, oh, we need to put some regulations on this. Yeah. That started in late 1990s, right? Around early 2000, if I remember. Yeah. 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 And and then uh, the swine flu uh, broke out. And this was. What what broke out? The. the, no, the swine, the swine flu. Swine flu, yep. Yeah, and um, this uh, took um, uh, like one year before it was under control, and uh, then was the first uh, change, and they uh, took around uh, 10, 20 percent of our uh, our pigs, and they took it away from us without compensation, so they steal it basically. Well, how, do they, how do they do that? So the government literally came and took the pigs? No, it's like this. You get, uh, uh, like for in my, uh, my farm, we had. Mark, we lost you. Oops, we lost you. We can't hear you. There you go. And then uh, we get, uh, how you call this? You got the right to produce. Yeah, this sort of, I don't know, a quota. Like know, a license. Quota? They give you a ration. You can produce so many yeah. pigs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I got only 320. Oh, so, so, they reduced, so they reduced how many you could produce. Yeah. I see. Okay, got it. So, and uh, that was basically the first setback and without compensation. So, uh, and then people, it, it starts changing and it gets worse and worse. And our government then starting to sponsor all kind of environmental clubs that were against farmers, because it's always against farmers. And, and even today, they sponsor around, uh, now, I think, between 10 and 20 million a year to environmental clubs to uh, agitate against farming. And also, they um, uh, go to court, and they, uh, push, court, they, they push the government to reduce uh, emissions. So... This is how things are working, and uh, at this time, at this time, uh, the 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 judges are far much influenced by D sixty six. is uh, It's the party that is really against us. So a lot of uh, uh, the cases are closed with the uh, with how to say. But in the end, the 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 production has to be lowered. So this is the biggest problem. Also, Shell has a, uh, needs to drop 50% of its production. So uh, these are things that are going on in Holland. So it's not only against farming. It's mainly against farming, but it's also against Shell. It's one of the biggest oil companies in the world. Probably you know it. And uh, one of the richest. Uh, uh, but uh, our, yeah, our government sponsors clubs with, that don't have members. But they have a lot of money to, uh, to to get these things done in court. So there's a whole system. Mark, again. Let me, Mark, let me just summarize that. I think in 2019, I think in, uh, uh, was it September 9th of 2019, is D66, they worked with the government to pass this policy, which says that they have to reduce livestock by 50% and emissions yeah. by 50%. And... Uh, that was a big thing that took place, right? In 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 September of 2019, 50, they have to half the amount of livestock. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but uh, just a few months before, there was an uh, attack from uh, a club, Meet the Victims, and they go go into a pig shed in uh, yeah, quite close to uh, my village, like 50 kilometers or something. And they go there, and the police didn't took them out for like 12, uh, 14 hours. And uh, more and more farmers were gathering uh, around this uh, pig farm, and they were getting more and more angry. Angry, and at this time, I uh, started a Facebook club, and this the name of this Facebook club was Farmers Defense Force. And in the beginning, I had only three members, and uh, then I had eight, and, and the third day I had ten. But then the fourth day, it exploded, and it's exploded to three hundred. And I think, oh, this is really getting big. But then in one month, I get fourteen thousand uh, members. And uh, so this was, this was the point that we had some, um, uh, how to say, some platform that we could uh, reach people. 
Uh, also, we had uh, some kind of warning system uh, with WhatsApp groups in every uh, province of Holland uh, that uh, when there is an attack, uh, you can put over there an, an, uh, WhatsApp and then everybody's coming to your place uh, to help you to kick out these uh, environmentalists. So this was the start of our club. And then in, in September, then, uh, then this year? is... What, what year, Mark? September, what year? 2019. 2019, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but then we already invented the uh, yeah the t-shirts and the logo that we have here, you know, and uh, this was all in place, but in really small scale. But then uh, Chiet said something, and that we had to have uh, the cattle in Holland, and uh, somebody on my Facebook uh, club said maybe we should go to the Hague. That's where our government is, and this totally exploded in two weeks. And then there were like uh, 20,000 farmers going to uh, The Hague and we had a, a stage over there and we had sponsors and uh, everything in two weeks, you know. It was get, getting really big, really fast. That's in October, right? 2019? October. First yeah. of October. Yeah. So, um, and then four days later, our governments uh, gave a letter that uh, indeed, this, uh, this uh, cattle need to be half. So then we go again on 16 October. We go again to the egg, but then with uh, double the amount of uh, tractors and people. 40,000, so, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then uh, they see, oh, this is going to be a big problem. What we have here, uh, this is not what we're used to in Holland because we were never protesting. And uh, this is how, uh, yeah, it took almost uh, three years till now uh, that we delayed everything. And uh, there was a lot of investigation and there were a lot of false uh information uh, coming from the government and uh, we were always uh, fighting against it and uh, trying to get the the facts uh, into the media this was was what we are doing the last three years uh, and protesting of course yeah this is uh, history a little bit so mark let me just so basically in september of 2019 they say you have to half everything you guys have the initial protests on october 1st at the hague and then in October 16th, two weeks later, it goes from 20,000 to 40,000 people. And then the government realized that you guys were serious. So then they delayed, right? For a couple yeah, of they, they delayed. Yeah, so they, they, delayed. They, they, they didn't push it, right? They didn't force you to do the halving, right? No, not, not immediately. But right. they, they, they want to do it uh, gradually and uh, they were trying to, 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 to get it, it done. But we were organizing not only the, as, as Farmers Defense Force, but all kind of other clubs in Holland. We are putting together and then we start negotiation, uh, negotiation with the, the government. And this took half a year. And then this negotiation exploded because they didn't want to do uh, anything with it, what we said. We, what we year had, was that, Mark? What year was that? When were you negotiating? 2020. 2020. Okay, so, so, so your protests explode in 2019. Then in 2020, you're in negotiations, right? Yeah. And then the negotiations fall apart end of 2020, right? No, half, half of uh, 2020. Oh, okay. And then you go back to protesting again. Yeah. Then they, then they give some strong regulations that uh, they said how we have to feed the cows. And the farmers didn't took it because we decide ourselves how we feed the cows because we want to be free. And uh, this is uh, th then we have another eruption of the uh, wait, wait, Mark, Mark, Mark. So the government told you how to feed the cows. Yeah. So they don't they produce less nitrogen. Is that what, was that the idea? Yeah. So what did the government tell you to do how to feed the cows? What do they say? Oh, they say uh, there is a maximum of protein that you can have in your father. So, uh, and, and then, uh, but that always lower, also lowers production. Uh -huh. uh, so, uh, yeah, that was uh, the, the biggest issue, of course. And it is also not healthy uh, for all the cows. Sometimes it can, sometimes it cannot. But in this uh, half year before, we had all kinds of uh, things invented how to reduce emissions, you know? You can feed them less, or you can put them more uh, on the grass fields and less in the shed. Then uh, you can put the manure together with water. Then you get uh, better, uh, how to say that, 
that, and that works better and your crops go grow better and you have less emissions. So we have different options, but we wanted that uh, the farmers could choose what option they took to lower the emissions. That what fitted the best to their company because there are different kind of companies with different kind of cows and different kind of strategies. So there needed to be choice what, how to lower the emissions. That was our idea. But our government just say, no, you're just not going to feed them anymore like this. And uh, otherwise, when you do, we uh, give you a fine. So, yeah, Mark, we teach our people in our movement about one size fits all versus personalization. So this is with the vaccine stuff, right? That said everyone's got to get the vaccine or everyone's got to do this. So the government top down is telling all of you guys that everyone should just do this one thing to every farm. And you yeah. wanted different options, right? We can do this or this or this because every farm is a little bit different. The cows are different. The one size fits all model is very dumb, right? So they were just telling everyone will do this. Okay. So that was in 2020, right? You were trying to negotiate. So then what happened in, in, in after 2020, the middle of 2020? Um, after we started protesting really hard and really strong. And uh -huh. uh, also we go to court. Uh, yeah, not we exactly, but another club go to court. And uh, when it was almost a date for court, the government knew that they're going to lose. And there was a lot of uh, tractors on the field and uh, things were getting totally out of control. The tractors were driving on the air airfields and stuff like that. <laughs> so uh, then they said, no, 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 we're not going to put fast forward this uh, legislation anymore. So they go in, in reverse. So, okay, we won this uh, small victory. What year was that? End of 2020? Still 2020. End of 2020, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then then uh, it was quiet for quite a long time. And then we had new, uh, uh, new uh, what was it? Oh, no, we had a new scandal in the beginning of 2021. And it was uh, about, uh, uh, yeah, how to say, uh, the people that uh, don't have much money, they get money from the government here. When you put your um, child in uh, some kind of foster care, so uh, but it was like that. They they give the money, and uh, then they say, say that a lot of people were frauds uh, from uh, tax, uh, and and they wanted to take back the money at once. So sometimes it was like thirty thousand euro. People didn't have it. And sometimes uh, so they go bankrupt. They took the children and stuff like that from them. So then everything really exploded. And there was one guy that uh, found out about this and they bring it in public. And that this was uh, that then the government collapsed. What year was so, that? 2021, right? Yeah, beginning. Beginning. Okay, so just to understand, so separate from your farmers' protests, there was a scandal, right? Yeah with the government giving money to people for foster care, right? Yeah. And what happened? The government was sometimes misusing that money or taking advantage of these people? What, what was the scandal? No, the scandal, the scandal was that they were profiling people. Uh -huh. They were profiling people. So there were a lot of innocent people that were not frauds, but they, uh, they, uh, they say that they were frauds and they wanted to take the money back. Okay, so, so they were giving money to, to these foster people. Who yeah. Were, and then some of the people were frauds, others weren't. But then they took money away from the people who weren't frauds. Yeah. Because from, they were, they were it was not small. It was like a few hundred thousand people. So oh, a few. Wow. Yeah. There were, there were surveillancing people. They were watching them, observing them and all that. No, they were profiling in the, uh, them, you know. Uh, when, when Yeah, I don't know how they exactly profiling them. But when you have... Uh, yeah, low income or you have this or that. The, the things, they were putting some kind of model. And when right. you fell in the wrong box, I then see. you were out. Right. You they know, were, they were using, again, top down AI data analytics to profile people and saying these people are frauds. Again, top down government telling people what to do, watching them, uh, observing them. Big brother. Right. Yeah. OK. Something so, like that. Mid 2021. Middle of 2021 or end of 2020? Uh, the beginning. Uh, so the uh, government fell. Government fell. New elections. Okay. okay. New elections. And then at um, the, uh, the uh, our prime minister, Mark Rutte, you know, he was he was to blame because he was responsible. But it didn't matter. He came back in power. 
again. So the same people after elections were back in power. Nothing changed. They promised us a lot of change and they were going to do a new kind of uh, new kind of government uh, governing. Uh, but this all uh, turned out to be uh, a hoax because uh, nothing changed. So that was too. So, but it took almost one year to form a new government. So uh, in, in the meantime, nothing happened. Nothing happened. So we were also quiet. So now uh, from the beginning of 2022, we had a new government. Yeah, new. It was new people, but uh, with the same parties. So yeah. they, they just changed from uh, the, the, the one minister for the other. And uh, yeah, so it was uh, the same people on different posts. Mm -hmm. so all, all the same shit again. Right. And then start again with the nitrogen again. What year now? So that's this year, beginning of this year. That's this year, yeah. Right, right. So, and then, um, uh, yeah, this minister of uh, nitrogen, we have a special minister for it. She said, yeah, it's a tough message, but uh, we so it needs to get, to, to, to get done. And uh, we're going to have a new map of Holland. And when you are in this color, you need to reduce by 95% of your cattle. And when you have this color, you need uh, 70%. The other color is 47. And, uh, and others that were lucky were 12%. Uh-huh. But overall 50. They're going after the 50%. Yeah, even more. Even more. Okay, got it. Got it. Okay. Even more. Yeah. So, we get, so we get angry again. We get on the streets. And uh, this way we... Uh, at one of these occasions, we met uh, Jeffrey. Uh, we had a, yeah, at this moment, we had a, a, a nice event that was uh, public friendly because we also are uh, taking care about public opinion. And so sometimes we're doing uh, positive things, but sometimes we are uh, having uh, tough stuff and uh, that is not really uh, making everybody happy. So we are balancing between uh, good and bad sometimes. It's not always the same to keep public opinion on, on our side. And it's working quite okay because public opinion is more and more on the farmer's side, even even abroad, because uh, that's probably the reason that you uh, want to interview us to, to get to know something about it. Yeah, so Mark, let, let, we'll tell you a little bit about, I, I know we haven't talked, uh, I don't know how much Jeffrey shared with you, but uh, you know, I'm wearing a suit and tie today, but I've been a bottoms up fighter all my life since I was 18 years old. I'm 58 right now. I believe in bottoms up movements. You know, I came from a world originally in India, which had all these caste systems and all that. Uh, but I've, I've been interested in two things, uh, fighting bottoms up, you know, for everyday work. My, my grandparents are farmers. I grew up in a small village in India. They did coconut and cotton, very small farmers, you know. So I know how hard they worked. You know, they used to get up at four in the morning and work late in the evening. You know, they had to get everything right to farm. Farming uh, is how my father went to school, how we got to come here. I mean, it's, a, it's been a big history. And um, so I, I have great respect for people who work hard, working people like yourself. So when I came to the United States, I was very interested in, in understanding medicine also, indigenous medicines. You know, all these foods that people grow because it's very good for health, but also why there was injustice in the world. So over many years, I did my degrees in engineering. And then uh, I ran for office a couple of years ago and learned the election systems in the United States are all corrupt. So we have a movement, it's called Truth, Freedom and Health, that we have to have freedom. Without freedom, you can't really get to science. Now, one of the graphs I just want to share with you here is this as a, so I'm an engineer and a scientist, you know, I've gone to the, what's called the best school in the world, MIT, right? So I have a little bit of experience in how all this works. So if you look at this graph here, this is the way science is supposed to work. You come up with a scientific theory, right? Like, let's say you, you theorize like nitrogen hurts the environment, okay? Well, this is the theory, but then you're supposed to, you make predictions and you're supposed to see the actual observations in the real world. And if these mm -hmm. observations are true, then it validates your theory. If it's not true, it doesn't validate. This is science. So if you yeah. look at the entire emissions theory, it's all bullshit. They came up with the theory saying CO2 is hurting the environment, which is absolutely false. The CO2 environment, right? CO2 emissions, for example, have been the lowest ever in human history. Okay, ever. CO2 actually helps plants. So the CO2 emission theory is all bullshit. So yeah. basically, they don't even practice science. 
they don't care about practicing science because their observations are not matching uh, the predictions, you see? So yeah. this is the foundation of scientific theory. So I just wanted to share with you that. So what they've done is they're making up science. They just make yeah. up, they, they base it on peer review opinions and these top governmental bodies of a bunch of idiots. And then they fund these idiots. I think what you're telling me is they gave 10 to $20 million to these clubs, which are basically terrorists. And they've been terrorizing the farmers, right? Telling them what yeah. to grow. And then they're making up theories about how you should farm. That would be like someone telling me how to, if I'm engineering something or writing software, imagine the government telling me how I should write my software code. They're telling yeah. you guys how to farm. And they don't even give you a choice. They just say you will do this and that's it. That's right. So to summary, what you're saying is in 2019, in September of 2019, they imposed this regulation. You have to reduce the livestock by 50%. You guys started protesting and they got scared so by uh, 2019 to end of 2019. 2020, early 2020, they went into negotiations, right? And then those negotiations fell, fell apart in middle of 2020. And then they had this big scandal that hit, right? So then yeah. they stopped, they changed the government in middle of 2021. And then they came back again with same shit, like you said, uh, new government, but same old people. And the goal yeah. is you guys even harder. Is that, that's pretty much the timeline, right? So you guys are basically protesting because you don't want the government top down telling you what to do, right? You guys have been doing this for hundreds of years as farmers. Yeah. And I want also to say something because it was uh, really nice that you had this uh, graphic here. But um, uh, about scientific uh, stuff in Holland, we have uh, yeah this thing. Uh, they work with models. And they have a, a government that uh, they say is independent. It's, it's called REVM, and it's independent. It, it uh, investigates all kinds of things. For instance, uh, nitrogen emissions for us, but with COVID, they were also having the predictions and should we wear the mask or not, and all these kind of things. And they say they are the, they are the scientists. But we, sh we show, and we had a lot of investigation in, in it, and... Um, by uh, by law, we can uh, get all their documents, and we did. We asked a lot of documents for them, and sometimes you have to go to court and uh, for it. But then you get the documents, and we showed that these models were corrupt. Yeah, yeah, they were they were wrong sometimes, more than hundred percent. Yep. So, yeah. But, yes, yeah. I think it's very important what you're saying here. You see, in science, you do these things called that's the model. The, the model over here is a scientific theory. Now, if this model is correct, it makes predictions and the predictions have to match observations. And yeah. none of this stuff matches, it's all bullshit. The scientists yeah. are basically whores, they're, they're prostitutes, the scientists. Yeah. That you pay because them, they make up, they actually make the observations fit their predictions, they just bullshit. And this is what's been happening with the entire climate science stuff. It's one big bullshit to basically yeah. control centralized top down yeah exactly and uh, it's all about money because uh, the all these uh, in, uh, uh, scientists they get uh, a lot of money from it yeah our university uh, bargaining is really highly recommended in the world but it gets 800 million euro a year from the government uh-huh well, you know in the United, the United States they allocated two billion dollars to university funding. Any idiot, Mark, if he puts the word climate change on anything, if he says cockroaches call climate change, he'll get funding. So that's what yeah. happened. So, and they created a field called climate science. It's not even a field. So what, the reason I, I was, I, I'm gonna, I have a, a good guy, you know, Dick Lindzen, he's a professor at MIT. Several years ago, I did a video showing that the entire Paris Accords were just garbage. It's all was one big, financial scheme. And yeah. Professor Lindzen at MIT did the th same thing. 140 professors attacked him, even though he's one of the number one mathematicians in the world, physicists. So, but it's one big prostitution framework. Most of these scientists are prostitutes. It's the best way. In fact, prostitutes are probably more honest than them. These guys yeah. act as though that they are doing science, but all they're doing is you tell them to write this, 
They'll manipulate the data because they get paid. It has nothing to do with reality. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, now we have a name for it. And it is something like policy. Uh, uh, how to say? Yeah, that. Well, you get you get funded when you uh, do science, uh, scientific research that um, uh, has the common politics. Right. This this how things work, and also this big uh, uh, IPC, you know, IPPC. Do you yeah. know it? Yeah. This no, club is yeah. a political club, but they they uh, they say that they are scientists. You know, and they say they have the uh, the truth about climate change, but it's just a, a, a politician po po uh, politics what what they are doing. Yeah, the, the IPCC, I've read through their document, and if you read through their document, actually it's about you know a couple thousand pages. In the middle of it, they will admit. So they have these mathematical models. I I I've did, I've done, I did a report on this last year. So for example. They have 40 different mathematical models predicting how much ice will melt on the Arctic. 40 different, okay? Now, if it's real science, those 40 models should predict the same thing, right? But right. every model predicts, like the ice cream flavors, different amount of ice. One says no ice will melt. Another one says 100% will melt, 80, 90. So it doesn't matter. They have a flavor for everyone. So these yeah. are, this is not science. This is like, imagine I, me dropping a ball from the sky and one model says the ball will uh, only hit 50 feet, to, you know, another will say hundred feet. It's not science. It's complete no. garbage. And this is why Mark, I, 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 I'm glad you and Jeffrey met because what we want to teach people is that there is a physics to building a movement. And what's happening globally is they're attacking freedom here. You see, they suppress freedom. So, yeah. so, they, so if I came up with a different theory saying nitrogen doesn't cause anything, they will never let that truth come out. So the scientists are working with the government to suppress freedom, the, the, the billionaires and trillionaires. So when you suppress freedom, you don't get to have free speech. You don't have dialogue. So they make up truth. So the truth gets attacked. So without freedom, you don't have truth. And when you don't have freedom and truth, you affect the health, the, the health of people the health of your farmers, the health of the economy, the health of everything. And without health, if people are weak, they're not getting proper food or proper infrastructure, they can't fight for freedom or truth. So these things are all related. That's why we believe that all of these movements need to come together. People are fighting for freedom, people are fighting for science, people are fighting for health, economic health, like in your case, right? Yeah. Our, so over the many years, Mark, what I've come to the conclusion is there is a science just like there's a way to farm, right? Which I know very little about you do, but there's a physics to building a movement. We have to connect the movements for truth, freedom, and health. Because what the trillionaires and billionaires are doing, the elites, they have something in their head of what they think the world should look like, top down. And so what they're doing is they control freedom, what can be said on social media and the news and how the news things, they control science, and then they affect the health of all of us. Yeah. So, we, so we're very um, uh, supportive of what you're doing because you guys have built a bottoms up movement. You went from yourself, three people, then you said 14 people, then to 10,000 bottoms up. Now, what we've seen when these bottoms up movement comes up, there will be these other forces that will talk the talk and they will try to hijack movements. And we've seen this. Yeah. They'll say things, but they'll actually be working with the establishment. And so we train people of what we call the not so obvious establishment. In the United States, we have people like Bernie Sanders, you know, an AOC, they're with the Green Party people, right? And they say that they care about working people, but they don't. They ultimately work for the establishment. Their goal is centralization of power, top down. So yeah. with the right wing too, on the right wing, we thought Trump was gonna fight for people. At the end of the day, he printed $6.9 trillion. He supported Fauci with the masks and the vaccines. So all of these guys talk, 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 but they never will get on the ground like you're doing and build this bottoms up movement. They'll come yeah. later on and they'll try to hijack the movements. That's why we wanted Jeffrey and you to connect because we really believe that you have to support the bottoms up movement. It has to be bottoms up and you have to watch these people come from the outside top down.
Yeah, I'm agree. I'm agree with that because, uh, but this gives also problems, of course, because uh, in the beginning you uh, you have a lot of energy, uh, but it takes a lot of time to build uh, things like that. But uh, when you want to quit, then it's hard to find somebody else. I, I at least I guess uh, to put on the on the same price because um, yeah, then it's also top down. You know, it should come from bottom up. Yeah, and it has to be. So what I've learned over the many, many years of building movements is there is a science to building a movement that we have to integrate truth, freedom, and health. And we educate people on that science of how to build these movements. And the biggest enemy of these movements are the not-so-obvious establishment. So when I was looking at the list of all these people, this is why we wanted Jeffrey to connect with you, because you're with Farmers Defense Fund. They look like there are these other movements, Party for Freedom, JA21, uh, BVNL, Reform, Political Party, right? And yeah. I don't know if they're top down, right? Because sometimes they'll talk the talk, but ultimately they'll sometimes negotiate something with the government to actually cut the farmers from not building a bottoms up movement. So we really think that what you're doing is great and you should continue building the bottoms up movement. And we will... Uh, we have we have a lot of people, our truth, freedom, and health people, Jeffrey and others, and we're going to support you guys. You know, we'll put out flyers, um, and we should we should we'll do as much as we can to let the world know that we have to support this bottoms up movement. Um, and also, from a science standpoint, we're going to expose the whole climate change thing as complete bullshit. The whole thing is bullshit, end to end. So I, I I believe it because we have this lot of greenhouses like I told you before. Yeah. And we always put a lot of CO2 in it because then the plants grow faster. Oh yeah. I mean, I have a picture here. I mean, you can look. I don't know if you can see this picture here. This is comes from this report. You see this picture there? Yeah. Okay. What this picture is is CO2 levels. The CO2 levels are the lowest that they've ever been in the history of the planet. Look where they are. We're right. I mean, we're over here. Now, what happens when the CO2 level goes below 180 parts per million? Everything dies. Okay. So, in fact, human beings prosper from CO2. And these fossil fuels and, and the burning, I'm not, I'm not, we should be not have pollution, but CO2 levels are the reason human population and we have had the highest levels of harvest because of CO2. All of these people who grow the marijuana in the in the in the in the green, they pump CO2 in there. Yeah, All yeah, I know. We're smoking weed, right? They're telling people to cut the CO2. Meanwhile, they're the ones who are benefiting from CO2. The whole thing is bullshit. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah. It makes the planet green. It makes the planet green. In fact, the the biggest reason human beings population grew about I think fifty thousand years ago is when the CO2 levels went up a little bit. That's when Human population grew. So the whole thing end to end is fake science. And we've seen, we did a video yesterday, Mark, on Alzheimer's, you know, the brain disease. Yeah. For 16 years, these professors at University of Minnesota, Harvard, for 16 years, they had faked the solution for Alzheimer's and they made $1 billion, these scientists, $1 billion on fake science. So it's what you're saying. This whole thing is a follow the money. The scientists yeah. make money. The politicians make money. And the ultimate goal is centralization, to take away people's rights. That's what it's really about. Yeah, yeah I see. I see that there is at this moment um, there is um, some kind of uh, communist uh, thing going on, and it's uh, from the United States. Uh, you know, uh, with Biden, I see Trudeau on the other side of the ocean. We see our government here. We have uh, Schroeder in Germany. We have Macron in France. You know, it's everywhere the same. The same kind of people are in power and they talk with the same mouth. Yeah. And the reason they've been getting this far is because both sides have been working together, Mark, the left and yeah. the right. And this is probably the hardest lesson because sometimes we see people on the right say the certain things. I mean, Trump said all these things, but ultimately when he was in power, he printed $6.9 trillion. I gave him a lot of money. I support. I've met with him. Okay. But at the end of the day, he surrounded himself with idiots. He did nothing to Fauci. It was during his period when Big Pharma exploded. You have to just look at the facts, forget what he says. What did actually happened in the United States 
was during his tenure is when we printed more money than Obama did. You see? And yeah. more people were subjugated. Now, no one wants to look at this. And I believe that those in power are very clever. Sometimes they'll put people who talk the right things and below they're undercutting people. So this is why I think people need to wake up and it's only working people like yourself, Mark. We have to build a bottoms up movement. There's no other way. You cannot yeah. look at any of these politicians. But I also think, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking quite uh, positive about uh, Trump, but I'm not living in the United States, of course. But uh, I know also on the same here in Holland, it's not only the people that are in the spotlight, but there are uh, the, um, a lot of people in the government that doesn't change after elections. So uh, they do the same policies and it's hard for one person or a few persons to change everything. You know, it's yeah. four years is a short time. Even when you have the good intention, you cannot change everything's every people's mind in the government. You know, they are totally rusted in some kind of view and, uh, and they stick with it. You know, and we don't change. You have to change all these people. And then, yeah, there's a lot of trouble. Well, that's what I'm saying. No matter what I'm saying is there's, you cannot, no, let's say you run for politics and you, you become the president, Mark, right? In Holland. There's no way you can change anything because you're surrounded by so much evil. You see? So yeah. the only way to change this is precisely what you guys are doing. We have to build these bottoms up movements. It's the only way. If you look at history, it was always these bottoms-up movements. Then the government did something because they got scared. So in 2020, for example, they got scared. You see? 2021, they had a scandal. And now they re it's like it's like the devil. They reorganize and they come at you again. So the bottom line is we have to build these bottoms-up movements. You can't rely on politicians, whether they – we don't know what's going on in their mind, but we can't risk the future to politicians. It has to be working people. It's important because you, you are always telling uh, about the truth. But this is one of the main things. When the truth is out there, they are without power. Right. You know, and uh, this is what we did. We attacked a lot of these uh, scientific uh, institutions and we attacked them really, really hard and really strong. And we were there with thousands of tractors. And then all the news was there. And then we tell all our stories and then the stories came in the media and they go everywhere. And then they got pressure on the government because the truth was coming out. And when you bring the truth out, you know, you can, we can talk together. But when the truth comes out to the main public, then you can reach your goals. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that we study in our movement, Mark, I know it's getting late for you, so I'll let you go. But in the 1900s, in the United States and all over the world, Working people were starting to build these movements. So if you think about 1900s, they had the 18-hour workday. People wanted 10-hour workday, right? Uh, people were getting all these diseases, right? There was no infrastructure. So in the United States right here, uh, women started protesting bottoms up, massive protests. And the government got so scared in the 1930s, 20s, they gave people infrastructure, irrigation, water, they eliminated. But and then because they didn't do it because they cared about working people, they did it because they were afraid that they were going to lose the whole government. And, and, and by, but by 1950, Mark, what happened was so there was this bottoms up movements and then the left wing and the right wing got together. The right wing called all of those movements communists, Marxist, socialists. So they branded them. And then the left wing took over those top the bottoms up movements and they created unions. So by 1970 and this happened worldwide. So by 1970, all of these bottoms up movements got destroyed. They got taken over, hijacked by the left. So the left yeah. took over all the bottoms up movements and the right. Anytime you said, hey, I want to build a bottoms up and they'll do this to your movement. Watch. They'll say, oh, you guys are leftists, communists, you're radicals. Whenever. No, we are, not, we are Nazis. They call us Nazis. Or, or Nazis. Nazis. Right. But what I'm saying is they'll, they'll create this left right narrative. But ultimately, that's why I think the biggest thing, the danger is if we don't continue the bottoms up movements, we have to always rely on working people. We cannot rely on politicians, period. Even if they sound good, because it'll just be temporary. They'll wait for five years and they'll come back and stab you in the back. And, yeah. And what, someone, what? someone just posted on your Trump, for example, he talked all the stuff. He didn't pardon Assange. He did nothing for Assange. He pardoned all of these gangsters. 
He did nothing for warp speed. He accelerated it. He did nothing against Hillary. His campaign was lock her up. You got to understand, I gave him thousands of dollars. I put signs up for him. But you have to look at things as they are so we don't make mistakes. So anyway, we support everything you're doing. And I think you should, um, you know, we want to support you. We'll, Jeffrey will put out some flyers to support you guys. We'll be there. And But I, I think the biggest lesson that we're doing, and one of the things we're going to do is we're going to give some, we have this movement, we have an educational forum, we have a global movement, about 400,000 people now. But we're going to um, give you guys some um, support where all of you guys can take the course, you and others, and be part of this community. I'll make sure Jeffrey does that. So we're going to give right. you some scholarships to do that so you don't have to pay anything. We try to, we our movement, all of our hardware, our software, I've donated hardware. We run everything on our infrastructure, so we don't rely on Facebook and WhatsApp. So one of the things Jeffrey can do is he can also set up like a group so you guys can communicate privately, you know, because WhatsApp is being watched and Facebook is being watched right now, right? So they, so we've set up some infrastructure you guys can take advantage of if you need. So we'll oh, help you with that. And you know what, for 100% sure that it's safe? Yeah, well... I have my own physical, I don't know if you know, I, I created the first email system when I was a kid. I'm a technologist. I went to, I built a bunch of companies, but we have our own data center here. We have our own hardware here. We have our own software here. And so we've created an environment that is physically running on our computers. We're not running on uh, Amazon, right? So we, so we also have our own conferencing system we can share with you, okay? Um, if you want, it's up to you. But yeah, we want, we want, because yeah. communication is a problem. Yeah. So Jeffrey will help you with that, but we have to build this bottoms-up movement globally, and we cannot. No matter how good the politician sounds, you have to look at what they did. Trump yeah. did nothing to Fauci. Nothing. He he could have fired him. Now he's the one who hired the idiots around him. Every one of them was a bunch of idiots. When I met with him for two hours, I left that meeting realizing. He was a lonely man. He had no one around him, but he made those decisions, Mark. Yeah. Right. I know. So the best I know. we can trust. Politicians, there's always uh, trouble with them because they always change their mind as, as, as soon as you turn your back. Exactly. So I'm saying it's not an issue whether Trump was good or bad. OK, the issue is, why are we trusting him? On January 6th, he told people to march. You see the video and then he went the other way. Yeah, 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 yeah. What I'm saying is, I mean, he real time, right? Someone just put uh, Trump abandoned the working people of the United States on January 6th, you know? But then they keep this theater going, like a wrestling match, Biden versus Trump. And then we give them all money, thinking they're going to fight for us. Fuck that. I think we should build our own movement, period. So yeah. that's why we wanted to have you on Um and talk to you and let you know we're behind you, but let's explosively grow this movement. That's what we need to do globally. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, of course, we need to uh, connect with each other to get the truth out there because that's, uh, that's uh, the main thing we have to do. The truth has to be out there. Exactly. All right. Well, we'll do it. I'm going to do another video probably a couple of weeks from now on the entire climate change thing, and I'll send you a copy of that. We did it before. I'll be redoing it again. But people need to get educated on the science that the science is absolutely fraudulent. We start yeah. there and, because we can attack them on the science. You see, the science is flawed. Based yeah. on the science, they're imposing regulations, you see. So, I mean, if you look at this diagram, what they're doing is they fake the science. So they make up bullshit here and then they control your freedom. But it all comes from bogus science. Yeah, I know. So, anyway, I know. That's how it work. Yeah. Anyway, Mark, uh, I know it's late for you there. I think it's what, like almost 11 or 10, right? You, you yeah, almost 10. Yeah, I know you farmers have to get up early. So yeah. we don't want to keep you. Any, anything else, Mark, before we leave? No, no, no. I'm fine. I'm fine. I was ha really happy to meet you. And uh, I find it a nice interview here. So. Okay, yeah, we also have a farmer, Tony Pierce, who's part of our movement. He's a sheep farmer. He just, He's from New Zealand. Okay, and he's been talking there. So we have farmers all over the world, world Mark. So our no, slogan, no. Our the slogan, is, yeah, our slogan is truth, freedom, and health. Beyond left and right, workers unite. Yeah, 
exactly. And by the way, Karl Marx doesn't own that slogan, Workers Unite. Some people immediately say, oh, that's con-. it's not. It's Working People Uniting. That goes back to Egypt, slave times, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. All right, Mark, thank you. I'm just going to finish finish up playing a video, but thank you very much. I know you have to get going, but be well. Uh, you can listen to a video. I have this very nice video if you want to listen to it. Uh, I did, uh, and then we'll end our show here. So I'm going to play. We, we play this video because I did this video many years, about a year ago. It's really our video. I'm going to play it here. You can listen to it. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within, and the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you deep down inside them that you don't deserve the freedoms you have they don't this reality is what people need to wake up to and we need to all unite working people there's only one movement that can do that and that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, studying revolutionary movements, left-wing, right-wing. There is a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom, and health leaders we don't need followers like social media, we need leaders, but they, they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. Wow. We gotta train people. First with understanding what a system is. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, right? Talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas, hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up, working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people, Dave, to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities. You've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is a not so obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is a not so obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you on the left and the right. The Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you. The Tucker Carlson's. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're gonna follow on the, the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're gonna follow you know, some right wing talk show host. They're not gonna lead us to liberation, it's us. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own quote unquote people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts, I've built into a curriculum. People can go to bashiva.com and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics. And I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people. Two years of MIT control systems, I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it, anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I gotta build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute, and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally. 
defy locally, be, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. Uh, the Senate campaign's expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on V as in Victor A. Shiva, vashiva.com, so people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, health leader, I offer a full scholarship there, but we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to VA Shiva, Victory America Shiva, vashiva.com. So anyway, Mark, what we did was, you know, when I ran for office, it wasn't we knew that they would cheat us in the elections. We had 3000 people on the ground and they literally cheated us. We won the election. They deleted ballot images, but we did it not to win the election per se, because we know they're cheaters. But we exposed all this stuff, you see. So the movement is what we want to build. So we, we, we support everything you're doing because it has all the great features. It's bottoms up. You guys are uncompromising. And uh, anyway, so I hope that video sort of gave you where we're coming from. Yeah, it's nice to see. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Mark, thank you. Let's stay in touch. Maybe you can give us another update and I'll have Jeffrey be in touch with you to give you whatever support you need in terms of some of the technology things that we have that you can use. Yeah. I wish you very much good luck uh, with your movement and I uh, hope to see you again one time. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thank you, everyone. Have a, have a good uh, day. Have a good weekend. Be well. Thank Be you. Well. Hey, bye-bye. Bye-bye.